the WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash in their new over-under game. Head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Yes, sir. We are back for another edition of the WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You guys know the voice. You know I'm here. I'm sitting in the seat. It's your guy, really real villain, real to from Junior here. And I told you, uh, them dream legit. They lost and they didn't cover. But boy, did they get that team total. If they going to do anything, they going to do a lot of things. If they going to do anything, they going to make sure they get you that team total under for the other team. I promise you that. We are adding that to the queue. We have to. And y'all know he's here. I got my guy with me, Scott Studio Rachel. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. Happy to be here. Uh, looking forward to going through some WNBA games. But to be honest, I'm not the most important person here because we have a special guest for this episode. Yes, we do. And our special guest, we're going to bring him on. But before we do that, we're going to talk about something they're affiliated with. And that's when that's Bet $50, win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, you can win the ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet $500 plus on Sports or Casino by July 31st, 2022. That's an important date to remember. And then you can get it entered into the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay for you and your entire league. So, I mean, hey, if you win and you want to add me to the league, like you want to add a professional and somebody that's really, you know, you could just slide it little and like, you know, it's cool, it's all right. But if you don't, it's all right, it's cool. We might, we might come out there and we might just hype up your draft for you and, you know, help it, help it make it great and everything like that. Multiple entries are also allowed. So if you bet $1,000, you get two entries. Man, make sure y'all tap in and win bet. Also, you can party with DJ Diesel. Shaq, if you didn't know. If you didn't know, now you know what you should know. I've said this read a couple times. Y'all should know that this is Shaq by now if you didn't know. And if you didn't know it was Shaq, I'm very disappointed in you. How do you not know who DJ Diesel is? But it doesn't matter. Either way, you can bet $100 on NBA or Casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend Shaq's performance at Encore Beach Club at night, as well as a meet and greet with DJ Diesel himself. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app now or visit WINNBet.com to get started today. All subject change terms conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And all right. With that, we're going to bring our guest. He works for WinBet. He knows a lot about the WNBA and helps set their lines. We have Matoy Pearson. Matoy. Thank you for coming. Appreciate it. Yeah, How are you, sir? How are we doing, man? What's what's the deal? I I think you, uh, Scott. You, uh, I think you might be the most important people here or person here. <laughs> I think you guys are more important than me in this deal right now to ha- to having me on. I appreciate you guys even having me on in the first place. No, no, appreciate you coming out. This is really big for us because, in one, us you know doing this show. It just helps grow the league. It, like more people are watching the league because they have more things to gamble on and more things to hoops. Always it's hoops twenty four seven. That's really what it is. It's hoops twenty four seven. almost over. Yeah, NBA but, is almost over. Yeah. And the WNBA is hitting stride. And by the time the WNBA ends, NBA is right back in session. So it doesn't matter who. It's hoops twenty four seven. Who can get mad at that? But yeah, our all, question all for you. Do. Yeah, our question for you is: Can you just explain to our listeners? A little bit about what you do for WinBet. Yeah, so um, my title here is a senior trader, um, which is like trading numbers. You know, not not exactly like a stock market trader, but I mean, we essentially control risk uh, not only for the daily games, 
Um, you know, but for future markets, you know, we build markets. We, you know, as soon as we open them up, we try to price them as best as we can um, and control the, the risk as best as we can so we can make some money for the company. So, I mean, I think um, overall, that's the grand scheme of things. I think it's somewhat of a nuanced type of deal because, you know, with injuries and stuff like that, um, it's tough to kind of weather um, not only the stuff that's happening within, the, you know, the players and the team, but the people that are betting it. And there's plenty of sharp guys, especially in a niche market like WNBA, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause there's only so many people betting it, and a lot of these guys are pretty decent. So, um, you know, we're surveying players, uh, making lines, managing risk and, you know, doing the best we can and not, a, you know, be in the red every other day. So, you know, that's kind of a, the basis of what, uh, what we're doing uh, on a daily basis uh, as a trader or a risk manager. Well, I know that Terrell mentioned it briefly, but just as an overlying theme, sports betting has become more and more legalized throughout the entire country, which is why WinBet has been so nice for me personally, being in New York now being able to bet on it. But I I was going to ask from what you've noticed up to this point for, I'd say, the season right now, has this been the most amount of money wagered on the WNBA for a given season up to this point? I actually just went through the numbers uh, from just this month alone, from j- the first to the seventh, and uh, we were a little bit over 90k in handle on WNBA. That's within cool. seven days. So I mean, you know, we were pretty uh, pretty happy about that. We did really well to uh, early this month. So we do see it growing. Um, you know, once again, it's the dog days of summer, so a lot of these people are looking for something to bet, mm-hmm. and uh, the WNBA is somewhat gra- gaining some traction just because of what you guys were talking about. The NBA kind of dwindling down. You know, NHLs basically in the conference finals, it's only one game a day and you're, you're hoping, you're hoping to get at least two or three games a day with WNBA. Um, but just overall for all the sports, um, you know, we're, we're getting player, we're getting, we're trying to get new players every day. And I think we've been successful in that, but I have seen the handle grow, um, you know, as soon as, as soon as we've opened up these, uh, these last few States, it'll get even bigger during the summer. I promise you. I'm a hundred percent hoping so. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you're pricing these lines and you're trying to figure out, all right, we're making such and such a favor, such and such a dog, how much does what a team, like how much does the team name go into that? Because if, and like, what are you doing to actually price those lines? And we'll just go with what happened recently where you had the dream and the storm playing and the dream were minus eight favorites. And we were like, what? Wait, the Dream haven't looked like that just this point in the season and to be such a big favorite and the Dream have looked really good. And so what do you look into when you start to price line? Like how much does team name go into it? How much does injuries or anything like that goes into when you're pricing lines? Yeah, that I mean, we opened five and a half on that. So we were kind of uh, in the same boat as it being somewhat lower before we got, you know, we took enough bets on the storm to end up being at seven and a half or eight when it closed. Um, but you know, it's, we've seen enough of the teams right now to have like a legitimate power rankings. We think me and, uh, my other buddy, Matt Lindemann, we've been making the numbers since, you know, the season has started. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it seems like it's been a small sample size, but like for the power rankings that we go into, which is, you know, for instance, ranking aces one mm-hmm. and, and uh, fever 12, like that's where like you'll, you'll start and then you'll kind of like try to figure out, you know, you'll make the top team like 99 and the fever like 75. So like you would essentially just take the difference of those two and that would be, you know, the the line for that game. So we would adjust, you know, not as much nightly as we can, but earlier you make more adjustments than later because it starts to get stronger later in the season when you don't have to really make as many moves because all the stuff that you did earlier or what we're doing right now is kind of like locking us into where we're at. So that would, I mean, that would, would be the power ranking side of it of how we get a base number, but anything as far as injuries are concerned or, you know, them having tough flights, you know, the dream had a, they, the dream had a game the night before had a, you know, quick flight to Seattle. I mean, that's a pretty big deal, mm-hmm. you know, for the way that ladies are traveling right now, man. So um, we just, it's a lot of spot oriented stuff too. So if there's not going to be much, that's like a travel issue or a spot issue. That's going to be more than like a point or a point and a half. Yeah. But a lot of these injuries, like if like Sabrina doesn't play, I mean, or Sabrina Ionescu or Brianna Stewart, if one of those guys don't play, I mean, they could be worth four or five points to the line uh, and, and especially the total as well. So we have to kind of figure out in the room what a player is worth and then, you know, what a travel, uh, travel issue is worth and stuff like that. So 
I think we're just kind of having conversations about what something can be worth and then logging that into sheets that we have that make the lines for these games. Yeah, and I was actually going to ask, since you were talking about individual spreads, I want to talk for a second about the MVP odds. Because WinBet, as far as I know, is the only book that I've seen that actually offers WNBA MVP odds. So I am kind of wondering, how, what was the process of getting the initial lines down and how you were going to adjust it when there's no other books that you can kind of use to help guide you create the lines? Hope and a prayer, I guess. Okay, more that's a good answer. I respect that. Uh, so, uh, we, were, we were the first. I don't remember when we actually put them out, but, I mean, it was like at least three months before the season. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember any other book having them. Yeah, we. Were, I think I had to kind of plead with our other top guys, Alan and Matt, that, hey, like, I'm just going to throw up some of these lines and see where we're at with them. Uh, just see if anybody's really paying attention. And, you know, I think the <laughs> we're going to get into what we need here, but uh, one of the ones that I threw up was Sabrina Ionescu at 50 to one, Okay. which my Alan was telling me that's, ri- that's a ridiculous price. They're going to finish that. 20 games below 500. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, fine. I mean, that's a pretty good I'm hoping to continue like just to, you know, fail um, for my sake, not for theirs, obviously, but um, <laughs> yeah, like we didn't, I think it's easier on our end when there isn't any other markets out for somebody to go check and like just bet because you know, we could be off the line and you mm-hmm. know, a competitor could be off the line and like they would just bet us for that. Yeah. Like in this instance, it was actually better because if we were the world openers, unless you have like a true opinion, you're not going to take any like meaningless bets that you're going to have to book towards or might not be good like later in the season. So like depending, like we didn't take any big bets, which I was pretty proud of personally. I mean, it was pretty easy putting Asia Wilson and like Agumba Wale and Brianna Stewart, John, like it's easy to put them in the front as the front runners. Mm-hmm. Once it gets into like 30, 30, 30, 40, 50 to one, you know, it gets pretty spicy about the ones that you have to select because they'll bet some of those. And obviously Ionesky was the one that we got kind of slammed on. So um, I think I was just somewhat happier that we didn't take a, a, a bunch of bets where it was off. Like a lot of these, these girls were off. So I don't know. I, it kind of worked out in our favor of putting them up early. Yeah, of so course, Sabrina. Oh, sorry, just, I was just going to have a follow-up thing. I'm, I'm assuming that Sabrina, of course, being the biggest liability there at 50-1, to 1, but in reality, the Liberty are not going to make the playoffs, so you should be fine. I'm assuming right now the most realistic liability is probably Wilson, who's the favorite right now. I'm just assuming that she's gotten most of the non-long-shot money. Is that fair? Well, we've, I think, taken maybe <laughs> under $100 on her. I mean, it was priced pretty correctly as, like, that was the foundation of – where I wanted to just book towards and keep our hold towards mm-hmm. was towards Wilson, mm-hmm. who's the centerpiece of the ace. She has been for the past few years, even before Hammond got there. So I think we did a pretty good job of keeping it low. So it didn't attract bets and then kind of giving away a lot of the uh, girls we wanted to give away. So Wilson only has like a couple, you know, bets on it and we, we went to her pretty well. So, it hasn't I'm, been. I'm going to uh, change that. So don't yeah, don't worry I was about, about it. I'm to say you. That. Yeah, don't worry about that. We gonna we gonna <laughs> fix that. <laughs> we'll definitely <laughs> fix that. But so what I wanted to ask you is I want to kind of segue. So you you talked a little bit about Sabrina being one of the bets that you really need not to hit. What are some of the other bets that you're seeing that people, whether it could be championship for team futures, MVP odds, what are the other bets that you've seen that people are slamming and you really don't need them to come through? I think one of the ones that I kind of pressed forward after like the first three games was Sky. And I, I think I let a lot of people chop 10 to 1. Um, so they're like our highest liability right now. So, you know, I'm just kind of hoping that it's, you know, it's tough to go back to back. And, you know, mm-hmm. they weren't even as good as they were before they got into the playoffs last year, before they made that run, you know, which was incredible to me to even win the, the, the finals for, for the sky. They were a so, 500 record when they went into the playoffs. Yeah. Last yeah year. They were 16 and 16. I mean, like they're, they're, they still have the same team. They'll be solid. I'm just kind of hoping on that. Like me getting a bunch of sky bets early doesn't bite me in the end. So I think that mm-hmm. was the biggest one. And then uh, I think I gave away a little bit of a um, uh, storm as well. Uh, seven, seven and a half to one. I mean, they just, it's a team that kind of lacks depth. And, you know, even with Stewart, and, you know, they're going to be solid no matter what. But I gave away a bunch on Storm as well. So th- those two teams are like the biggest needs that we need right now that probably have the best shot. Um, but, you know, we're betting against them anyway. So mm-hmm. we're world count. Okay. That, that was insightful. And 
<laughs> no, because I'm sitting here and because it's good to see on the other side of the table and see the trading aspect because it's still a, a business. And I think a lot of people sometimes forget about that part, that it's still a business on your part. And while you guys are setting the lines and ch competing against other agencies, other companies and stuff, you're still trying to make money on your own end as well. So it's right. good to see, hey, this is this is what we're thinking. This is how we're trying to make money. And, you know. We be falling into yeah. the trap, like the, the Seattle storm. Exactly. I said the Seattle storm minus eight. I said this is probably a trap, but it's gonna be hard for me not to fall into it because the storm are last place in ATS right now. Right. Yeah. One hundred percent. I like. Well, on the flip side of the, just to get back to the championship, we've been trying to, to do our best to protect aces, and then you know it seemed you know that we already had the Sun as the favorite to begin the season. So I mean, like those two teams will be looking to protect the whole way other than giving away, like, you know, yeah. we give, I think we have dream at hundred to one Liberty at 75 to one. So like, we're going to take a bunch of shots on a lot of these teams that are going to be, you know, lagging into the playoffs and, you know, we're okay with stuff like that. Well, so, realistically, I mean, you have two teams and then everybody else. I mean, barring injuries, it does seem like it's kind of a two horse race right now. 100%. But, yeah. But it could be a situation where it's like the sky last year, 16, 16, just eke into the playoffs. And then you go on an incredible run is there – what does it take? Like, is it just a huge bet? Like, what does it take for somebody – like you, you mentioned the Dream. The Dream is still sitting here at 100-1, to one and they're 7-5 and five on the season thus far and look pretty good. So, is, what does it take? Is it a huge bet? What does it take for you to move a line so far? Uh, because I think it's getting on it. Yeah, they would have to be getting down. Like, I mean, liability would be the first – cause of concern because if you start hemorrhaging cash early and you don't get ahead of that you know that's going to bite you if they end up you know in the playoffs because you mm -hmm. can't get off all of it so I mean it's kind of based on us to be uh, attentive and like if someone's blasting dream and we're not seeing it and we're like a $500,000 liability that's a problem so you know right now we're comfortable with where we're at on dream and no, we've been watching Atlanta. They've obviously been, you know, one of the surprises if not the surprise of the season mm -hmm. but you know most places as you could see on and a lot of these shops, they still have them about 50 to 100 to 1, which we're okay taking bets on Dream because they'll end up having to play a team like Sun and Aces, you know, down the road anyway. So, you know, and like like I said, the power rankings that we have, you know, that we set up as far as like Aces, Sun, this, that, and the third, all the way to Fever, that's stuff that we build into account too. So, like, if the Aces in the, in the Dream were to play a five-game series, like the Aces would be a monster favorite. And that's mm -hmm. without saying they would have to go through the whole season to make the playoffs – They'd have to get to the finals or at least the conference finals and then or, – or the semis and then win those. So, I mean, like that in itself, like 100 to 1 might not even be the right price. It might be too low. Uh, that's just something that we're comfortable with uh, giving away. Okay. All right. I, I do have one question that I do want to ask about the future of WNBA betting on win. I know that you talked about how your book was the first to post MVP odds, and if you go through individual games, you've had – first quarter money lines you've had first half team totals it seems like win bets really pushing the envelope of creativity when it comes to these WNBA markets and offering a lot of stuff that other books don't is there anything else that you want to potentially have for individual games moving forward that maybe you haven't gotten the full okay yet but you can see your company I'd say showing off in the next couple of months or so Anything involving individual games, first basket score, stuff like that? Player props. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, like, I was more based on, like, just the future markets. I want to do, like, head coach of the year, mm -hmm. sixth player of the year. I wanted to start with the futures first because, I mean, it, it, it lacks, like, even if we have a bunch of markets up for it, it won't get enough recreational action. I mean, that's also without saying because we haven't had anything up as creative. But I wanted to work our way in with, like, the future markets, pull markets that I know that, if they are watching, they'll be able to bet it through the season. I haven't really, I'm kind of just circling around me, not having any creative ideas yet, but that, that will, as soon as like, I know we can build on getting action for the WNBA, I'll start thinking of more creative things that we can uh, build on as we become more of a WNBA type of book. Okay, cool. So I know that Terrell was mentioning player props, first basket, fun stuff like that. I know Terrell and I are pretty passionate about alternative spreads. So maybe that could potentially no, have no, a debut okay. at some point, but I was just no. curious how that was going. If we do anything of that nature, which we should, <laughs> um, it will be during like the playoffs. 
Okay. So, you know, we have a lot of states that we control already. So it's more of a technical issue on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we get down to like the last few games, when like people are going to really be watching, we'll have a lot of the player props up, a lot of the derivative markets and stuff, uh, fun stuff that people could bet while they're watching the, the finals. Cool. So that's something you'll look forward to if you end up using win bet around the playoff time. So just, I was, I just wanted to know if there was any plans for that, but thank you. Yeah, no, it's an excellent question. All right. I, I, I don't know if I have anything else. We, we gotten a lot of insight here and the people heard because we came on this podcast and we told the people that we were coming and knocking on your door. We're like, hey, we want alternative <laughs> spreads. We want player props. We want all of this stuff. You guys are absolutely killing the WNBA game right now. But we're trying to get so much more because, again, you're getting into the, you're getting into the season where really, you know, for the basketball lovers, WNBA is going to be the only show in town. You know, you may have summer league which doesn't bring in a lot and you know if tbt if that's your fancy but the w yeah, is gonna be what that's pretty everybody's going to be paying attention to yeah yeah i mean it's seeing more tv time since the bubble and i think that was a good thing for the wnba to get that kind of, you know that kind of push i think basketball in itself is growing and it's becoming so popular that you know it's it's such a guard-centric league now where it's not a bunch of bigs you know what i mean where it was like 10 15 years ago but you got new players that are like you know, they can shoot the rock. They can, they can dribble. Like people are going to be watching Kelsey Plum and players like Sabrina. And a lot of these players coming in from college, like Paige Beckers. And I think the WNBA is going to continue to roll and grow. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's our job to, um, you know, keep the markets up and have everybody betting it because they're going to be watching it more as time goes on. Not to mention all the expansion teams that are rumored. So you might even have more games moving forward. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, once they learn how to schedule games, then uh, we'll be uh, we'll be ready to rock. I mean, well, that's be, that's an issue the NHL is dealing with. The NHL has some of the worst scheduling I've ever seen, but the WNBA is not far behind. Oh man, it's it'll it'll be like another hour if we had to talk about that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when we talk about you know futures, and you talk about the MVP bets and everything, and the handle. I think that's the important thing that – so when you talk about the handle and you, br- you brought in $90,000 uh, in the past week, you know, and that's a lot. That's a lot. But is that more of um, – is that more of the money that is pouring into from everybody? That's all the money you're taking in? Or is that what you all are, like, getting out of it? Like, you're making profit off of the WNBA? Like how that's, much to- that's, that's total, I believe. That's total yeah. money yeah, wagered, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it's all, it's all money coming in. So okay. it's basically the gross of what we're getting. Yeah, total handle okay. is all the money we're seeing being bet on that specific sport. Okay. All right. Yeah. And that's before the, the NBA even ends. So that is, that's huge. Right. Yeah, it's, I was very surprised. You know, I know um, we've actually been getting more overnight action, which I think I've been more surprised about. Um, but, you know, during the day, early in the morning, up until the afternoon, you know, people are seeing the board. They're seeing they can get down on WNBA and, you know, they're, they're getting after it. So I'm pretty happy about that. Okay, last question I have before we get into tomorrow's slate. What does it take for you? Like, how do you look at trends? How do trends affect your setting of lines? And I'll just talk about a couple that did recently. The first one, and maybe I'm messing up, guys, and I'm giving away the secrets, and they're going to start lowering the number. <laughs> but, but the Atlanta Dream – and I'm looking at them, and so far, they're really, really good defensively, and they're holding teams under their season average. And so when I saw Seattle Storm over 70, I mean, 79 and a half as their team total, I'm like, whoa, hey, yes, but like we're slamming that. Or, you know, it, other trends like, like stuff, like when you think of the NBA, you think of uh, the, a couple years ago with the Knicks first half trend and the Knicks were covering the oh, first right. half every single time, every single time, every single You've time. You've had Warriors third quarter for nine years. You know, yeah, you have Warriors, a lot of yeah, Warriors third quarter since Steve Kerr yeah. got here has always been it. Like, is it just a, all right, we're just going to let them have it and we're going to get, get it somewhere else. Or is it that you try to, once you realize that it's going one way, you're like, all right, well, we're going to start pushing a little bit more because obviously they're good at that time. Terrell's beating around That's the bush. He wants, he wants to know why the Fever are getting so many points in the first half. He's, he's beating around the bush. I wasn't going to say that one because I wanted to keep that one. I wanted to keep that one in my pocket. I wanted to keep the Fever in my pocket. No, it's – that's like 
and it's not like we're like blind to it either. Like if, if there's like a, a trend going on, I mean, it's on TV. A lot of people can like, if they, if people can see it on TV, like we're seeing it as well. And I think mm-hmm. the disconnect is like when there's a certain number that's like put up, you know, that that's like a somewhat of a market number, you know, we just believe that the number should be the number, no matter how many, you know, wins it, it, it has gotten, or, you know, like the best thing that we could possibly do is shade it, you know, in that direction. Cause like, you don't want to be, you know, super far off market where like, you're like, Oh yeah, it's got to hit. It's almost like the, it's like a, almost a fallacy to even think like, mm-hmm. you know, if it hit 18 times, it's got to come in the 19th, you know, whatever the mm-hmm. case is. So we try to do our best to get ahead of stuff like that, especially if we're in, like, if we know a team's already went, you know, they've had, they had 10 overs in their last, you know, 10 first halves or whatever the case is. If the market's one Oh nine, we'll just go to like one ten. you know, we won't be super aggressive, yeah. but we'll let, you know, the market know where we're, where we're at on that. So um, we try to base a lot of this stuff on information like that. But like, if we like a number, you know, we'll keep it up until, you know, we want to move it, depending on how many bets we've gotten on, uh, on that number. I, yeah, that definitely makes sense. I do have one final question just about what the book prefers when it comes to the amount of money they're getting on a given game. Does your book try to focus on the 50-50 model? Or do you, or is your book not afraid on taking stances, potentially being willing to fade the public and have a massive clean out game? I think one of the, like to have a game that's black, black in which like, it's like a win, win on both sides. Yeah. It's almost 50, 50. Yeah. We try, we, we don't want to have like, we're okay with having decisions on opinions that we like in the back room. And this is something that we like talk about every day. What side do we like? You know, do we want to be at X amount on this or do we want to lose X amount on this? Like, these are things that we're immediately talking about. So we're definitely more aggressive on games that we do like, um, you know, but we try to book as our, uh, we try to book our best to the money that's coming in if we don't have much of an opinion, which I think is kind of a the regular thing in trading anyway. But, you know, if we, if we're looking to win a, a lot on a certain game, you know, we'll try to stick our neck out here, here and there, you know. Not every week, but one day out of a, you know, a couple weeks or something like that. So, in other words, for the listeners at home, BetMGM is calling you out. Every now and then, they'll take stances. You can prove them wrong. <laughs> All right. Before we move for that, let's move on to Sleeper. Because Sleeper is the fastest going fantasy platform today with millions and millions of players today. I have a fantasy league on Sleeper. Scott has a fantasy league on Sleeper. We're doing a mock draft on Sleeper next week on SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. And you probably have one too, but this is now game-changing like no other because they have a new over-under game where all you, it's simple. All you have to do is select a player, select points, rebounds, assists, something like that. Get a couple of players, you know, three to five or so, and maybe six if you really want to get really frisky, and choose over or under on what you want to put there. And then enter money in the contest. And you can win two to 20 times the money you put in. It's absolutely insane. And it's super fun because it's a cool chat feature where you can hop into the SGPN group and you can chat with us. You can talk smack. You can copy our picks. You can copy your, we can copy your picks. We can all win together. So easy as a tap of a button. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now. Look, sleeper.com slash SGP is the link that will put you in our group and automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Sleeper.com slash SGP for that 100% deposit match. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens in their AG1 supplement. This stuff is 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, soup food, probiotics, aptogens, everything you need to start your day off right with energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's less than $3 a day, cheaper than buying a beer every day, and promotes better quality sleep. So, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you do is visit athleticgreens.com, so SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com, so SGP. Take ownership of your health, and you know what I always say. You know, matter of fact, we can say it together. We'll say it together. One, two, three. Health is wealth, people. Health is wealth. All right. So we're going to break down the slate for tomorrow. 
Uh, Matoy says he has some early, you know, some early lines he's looking at. He he can help us out with some openers. Exclusive access. Yeah, some exclusive access. So first game I have on the docket is Scott and I's New York Liberty. Yes, we are New York Liberty fans. It has not been good thus far. Four and eight on the season, but they get the Indiana Fever. Three and 11 on the season. What do you have for this game? Uh, I, I just adjusted maybe like 25 minutes ago, or I maybe I don't even know how long we've been doing the show. Maybe an hour ago, I'm losing it. Uh, I have the Liberty four uh, tomorrow, so I think I'll be opening it at four. Um, I mean, this last week or before the Lynx game, it was probably maybe one and a half or two. Um, but I think the Fever having some travel issues right now, and um, you know, I think the Liberty have made some actual good signings at the, in the last couple of days. Um, getting rid of some players, and I think they're going to actually start to, you know, be what the Liberty were supposed to be in the beginning of the season, and I think this should, this should be a big game for them. So I think four points is uh, more than enough than, you know, what what it could have been maybe like last week. So I, I have the Liberty four. All right. And, well, Scott, you know what I'm – you know, so Scott and I have a couple of auto bets when the, when the Fever play that we're just going to – we give out and we don't care what their number is, we're just going to play it. And mine is the Indiana Fever first half. Now, they missed this. Oh, and it was close. If you was watching that game against the Sun, it was close. There was times where it was like, oh, they're going to do it. They're, they're coming back. They're going to do it. And then they were two points short and it did hit. And that was the first time it didn't hit in like five games. I'm completely sold on this already. I love the Fever because they, they're just a scrappy team. They're, they're a scrappy group of girls. And – they, they know that they may not be as good as everybody else, but it doesn't mean that they're going to stop fighting and they're always going to be in it. So I love playing the Fever first half right now. And then, Scott, you also have your own trend when you play the Fever. I do. I just take the opponent team total over because they play fast and they can't guard anybody. <laughs> it sounds pretty straightforward, but yeah. that's probably why you have the Fever dead last in your power rankings. It's not because the defense is very good. <laughs> You know, it's um, it's tough to even like gauge something like this because it could be a bad spot for the Liberty after coming off a win. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, yeah. all the stuff that's going on with the Fever and anytime I hear anything about travel issues, it's a, it's like a big red flag for me, especially this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll we'll figure out how how that goes tomorrow. I do want to ask one thing in general that I forgot to ask before. Some of these games are Commissioner Cup games. Other games are regular. Does that have any type of impact on the spread or total? Do you expect more defensive effort in Commissioner Cup games, or do you think it's just a blank title and you price it accordingly? No, I think that's a, a good question. Uh, we do uh, look at the Commissioner Cups a little bit differently, but if like we don't have to like be a like askew what were our thought process like mm-hmm. on a certain game, like we actually thought it was a bigger game for the Sky when they played the Mystics last Sunday um, mm-hmm. with No Della Dawn. Um, at home being a Commissioner Cup game, I think they're undefeated in Commissioner mm-hmm. Cup games. Like that's yeah. something that will move the point. Like that's something that we can actually mm-hmm. like. It's something that we can hold on to and be like, I think that's worth like a point and a half, you know. And they played really well against the Mystics, so I, that's actually a really good question. We do think about the Commissioner Cup games. If it's you know you know a great a good really good team versus a weak team, we might just keep the line at what it is. But a competitive game like that, you know, we're we're looking at the the team that's at least favored to uh, you know to be bumped, especially at home in a game like that. Cool. And Scott asked that because this is a Commissioner's Cup game, and to get into our little breakdown a little bit. And hopefully, you know, we're not giving out too many of the secrets. And Matoya, I don't know if you know, but we, we've been a little hot on this show. I ain't going to – Yeah, I'm already – We've been doing all right. We've been doing all right over here. You know? I want to let me on if, uh, if y'all wouldn't, like, you know, crushing the game right now. So I was like, okay, I, I, yeah, I see what's up. I'd let you on anyway. You seem like a nice person. <laughs> yeah, you, you're great. It was good timing. It was the perfect time. But, all right, with that, Scott, we have minus four for the Liberty – I don't know about you, but I'm on the fever. I'm I'm cool with fate in the the letdown spot for our our gals over there in the Liberty. I think the fever can battle in this one and make it close. We've seen them be able to take teams that are kind of close to them in the rankings, kind of you know around there. I everybody says the fever are last. I personally don't think the fever are last. I think I have them a tick up a little bit, and I'm a little bit disappointed. Maybe the Liberty change above who feel. the Liberty. I think that they're. I think they're very comparable to the Liberty. So I'm saying you said you don't have the fever last. So I'm asking. Oh yeah, Does that yeah, mean yeah, you yeah. Have the, Liberty the Liberty last. Be, the Liberty is last for me. I have the Liberty last still. And you know, 
it could it could change with Sabrina seeing the floor often because you know that beginning of this season she was getting a lot of traps, a lot of double teams, and they were really forcing the ball out of her hands, which just didn't work for her. But now input Krista Dangerfield, and now that she gets to carry the ball a lot of that, and Sabrina gets to move over to the two and kind of play off ball a little bit more, still be able to control how she did, but it's just not all getting trapped twenty four seven. Then. They've been playing a lot better since that's been happening now. They've only played the Fever since I noticed her to really start to learn from that. I'm not the Fever, the Lynx. They've only played the Lynx when I really started to notice her learning from that. But I'm I'm not sold on them just yet. I think I'm still rolling with Fever here, uh, plus the four at home in the Commissioner's Cup game. And But, you know, the first half is my favorite play. I, I'm, I'm, that's my play of the day for them. 1-H. The I'm just going with – yeah, I'm going with the Liberty full game mm-hmm. here. Uh, I was already sold on them, and then McToy told me that the Liberty might be coming around a little bit, so we'll see what happens moving <laughs> forward. But I'm going to eat those words at some point too, man, because so, I haven't said that until on this show. So, once again, perfect timing on, you know, new uh, newfound thoughts, I guess, would be mm-hmm. the deal. Well, you, you also mentioned the flight trouble or the traveling issues that the Fever are going through, which doesn't help the situation. But Yeah, any, anytime I even get a whiff of that stuff, I mean, it seems like it's been pretty good to fade that. So yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not trying to take any bets on something against that at this moment. Yeah, but for me, I'm, I'm looking at the Liberty. I don't want to say they came together as a team, but they finally beat Minnesota, and they beat them handily. Yeah. But INSQ had that ridiculous game, which, of course, you're not going to be able to duplicate, but – the Liberty have a lot of offensive talent. Defensively, they are not great, and their three-point shooting's a bit streaky. But they're against the Fever, which is good enough for me because the Fever leave everybody wide open. So <laughs> I'm looking at the Liberty team total over because they did play with a lot of pace against Minnesota, and I expect that to be the case once again here in this game. And I like the Liberty because I do believe a victory for a team that's been struggling early on, a young team especially, can snowball in a positive way. Because once you have the taste of victory, maybe that can lead to you figuring out an identity, which the Liberty kind of struggled with earlier in the season. So I do understand Terrell's point of taking a home team in a Commissioner's Cup game, but I'll fade the travel issues. I will back the young team that's off a nice win. And I think that INSQ leads them to a seven-point win or so. So I'm going to go with the Liberty in this one. Yeah, no, you, yeah you, you started to sway me a little bit. I think I think the best play in here is like a a double result. Give me fever first half, Liberty win the game. I don't know what that's at. We'll figure out what it's at tomorrow. But that's I that's guarantee I like. you it's plus money. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so <laughs> that's okay. I'm all right with that. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next game. I have on the slate. We just we were talking about Commissioner Cup and we talked about the Sky. Sky are undefeated. We have the Sky traveling to play the Connecticut Sun. This game is on Twitter for the people that want to watch. So you can go on Twitter. You can catch this game. This is, this is a powerhouse. I talked about my power rankings. And, you know, we could call them rail rankings if, you, if we may. But I talked about my tiers and how I have the rankings. And I said my first tier is the Aces and the Sun. That's tier one. Tier two is the Sky and the Mystics right there. And so this is a chance for the sky to prove that they can compete with those, with those gals in tier one. So Matoy, what do you have for this game? I have sun minus five and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's not as aggressive and, you know, I think the sky got a pretty tough schedule coming up. So this is a big one, not only being a commissioner cup, but just, you know, I think it was a bad spot for them against the mystics because they got the mystics at home three days mm-hmm. prior. And then, you know, Deladon actually played. She didn't play the whole game, but it was enough for them to at least get a lead and, you know, be pretty comfortable getting that win. So, um, you know, I think they'll be up for a game like this. And um, I don't want to get too crazy with a line where I think the dog might have a chance. So, you know, I respect the sun enough. I think five and a half is a, is a good number here. So I am going to ask, though, since you have spreads, do you also have totals or you only have spreads right now? We, my, my partner, my, my guy, he's a, he was out of town, Matt Lindemann, uh, was supposed to be here for the totals, uh, but he hasn't made it back in town yet. So usually he does all the total work, uh, when he gets, when he gets here. I like how you used his name right as you threw him under the bus on the podcast. I respect it. Of course. Yeah. 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 If he ever hears it, he'll understand. He'll know what's up. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. So. Five and a half for the Suns. And this is great for the people because this is the first time me and Scott are hearing this. And so we're automatically just processing what we know and going off of what our gut tells us after hearing that initial reaction. So it's really great for everyone. But Scott, you have five and a half with the Sun here. What are you doing? 
It's a tough spot because we talked before about how the Sky are undefeated in Commissioner Cup games. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a tough angle to at least fade them when they're getting five and a half. I asked about the totals because I'm looking at Connecticut overs or team total overs because this team offensively has been nuts for the last week or so. They scored at least 81 points in each of the last five games. They scored at least 88 points in each of the last four games. Scored at least 92 points in three of the last four games. So I was asking about totals because Connecticut's offense is on another level right now. So that's why I was curious. But I understand why the spread is so big. It's because of the tiers and the fact that Connecticut is definitely the better team. But I think I'm going to take the points because the sky for Commissioner Cup games, they get up for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They might have a bit of a sweet tooth for the trophies after they won the actual championship last year. And maybe they want the Commissioner's Cup too. But I'm going to take the points. I think Chicago's good enough offensively to go blow for blow with Connecticut. Now, of course, some late game free throw situations might get in the way, et cetera. But I think this game will be competitive for at least three quarters. So for me, I'm going to take the points. I'm not going to pick them to win outright, but I do think that the depth for Chicago scoring wise can at least hang with Connecticut. So I'm going to take the dog here. If I was pricing it myself, I would probably have Connecticut around minus three and a half. So I'm going to go with the sky plus five and a half. All right. I was, so when we talk about scoring and defense, both of these teams in points per game and opponents points per game are top five in both categories, offensively and defensively. And so they're, but they're one of the top teams in the league. So it's going to make it, you know, that's really so much the difference. And the thing about the sun is that they're so strong rebounding the basketball. Mm-hmm. Like they're so big down low. And I think that's going to, that that's probably what it is. Like in a game where you're trying to figure out what, what's going to be the turning point, what's going to be, what's going to be that thing that sways one way or another and I think it very well could be rebounding and offensive rebounds for the, the Connecticut sky coming back with those misses and, and making the most of every possession. I have the rankings here. The sky are first in the Eastern Conference at 5-0, and but the Sun are second at 3-1 and in Commissioner Cup games. And that was, but that was like three days ago. I just want to make sure that's... The question is, do you want to fade the team that's 5-0 and getting 5.5? That's really the question that you're asking. At this point, yeah, yeah, and that's basically it. And I think I'm, I think I'm willing to fade it. I think I'm willing to fade it because I think the Sun are that good, and I think the Sun. This is also a look for them. If they were a little bit down in the rankings, then because at one point you got to realize that it's over, because it's so many. It's how many? It's the Mystics have four losses in the East. The Mercury, the Sparks, the Storm, the Lynx. They have four losses over in the West. Like. You have the aces have to lose out. The sky have to lose out for yeah. those girls to even have a chance. So I think they're pretty much in out of it, and they're like, "All right, we're not going to get it this year." But the sun still think that they got a chance to host that to you know win out the east and go play for a chance. So give me the sun here minus the five and a half. I think they get up for this one. They say, "Hey, we're going to at least get a win on you, and then hopefully somebody else does something something good for us in the future." I think my favorite play is going to be a blind over. But once again, I don't have the line in front of me. But I'm, I'm going to go ahead and lean to the sky for now. It's, t- it's difficult because they're still good defensively. I got to look at the number. If I look at the number. I just can't ignore Connecticut's offense. I mean, we knew Connecticut yeah. going into the year was going to be an elite defensive team. Mm-hmm. But they're putting up 90 on the regular. Like, yeah. I got to at yeah. least acknowledge it. It's yeah. been pretty – like even the game they lost against the Aces, like, I mean, they, they shot terribly. And I think, I think they put up like 82. Like, it, I mean yeah. – They've yeah. been pretty solid, even in games they've been bad in. So, I mean, it's tough because the, the, the spot seems right for the sky. But to bet against the stun right now, I mean, it's almost like a good luck deal. So, you know, yeah. even a number for it, it we're, you know, we, it's, even, it's more of a good luck for us as well. So, same deal. Yeah, truth is if you had a prop up of, like, finals matchups, Ace's son would be the favorite. I would still take it. I, I just right. think that these teams, barring injury to John Quell or to Wilson or any of the star players, it doesn't even feel close at times when you watch these teams play compared to everybody else. Yeah, when they're on, it's, I mean, it's pretty, it's like magic. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. Moving on to our next game on the slate, we have our last Commissioner's Cup game of the night. The Seattle Storm are on the road playing the Dallas Wings. Let's say, what do you have set for this game? I have it a pick. I have it at a pick. Okay. 
game okay. being in doubt. Right. That's, I'm no, surprised that's the Storm are usually now, laying like seven points. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's respect to Dallas. That's got to be respect to Dallas and what Dallas is doing. And, you know, Dallas went. So we on this show were on Dallas when they were on the road and playing Seattle. And, you know, we cashed yeah. pretty bigly there. That was, a, that was a nice win. I think it was plus two, eight, 270. I yeah, think. like yeah. 270. I had the money there. line, so that worked out. Yeah, yeah. So we had, we had, we were on the dog, we were on the money line. And this game on CBS Sports Network, for anybody who wants to catch a CBS Sports Network for this one, I think that's testament to Dallas is playing well. And now is kind of a little bit of a get-back spot. We've seen some of this spot, especially with Dallas, we've seen this happen before when they played the Mystics, I believe it was, that they've gone out and had a good win against this team and then come back, you know, a game or so later and folded. You know, when yeah, they played the sounds- Mystics, they got a very good win on the road and then folded at home. And now we kind of have that same situation again here. So sitting at a pick, what are you doing with this, Scott? I like the Storm in this spot personally. I know that the Storm are 0-2 on the road. They haven't played a road game in a while. So I'm assuming that's why the line has shifted so heavily between the last meeting and this meeting. Uh, the Wings are only 1-2 at home. Uh, the Wings have lost 3-4. of four. Played Vegas and Connecticut on the road in that span, so I'm not going to blame them too hard. But I think it's a good revenge spot for mm-hmm. Seattle. They're a veteran team. They got embarrassed on their home floor against this same opposition about a week ago. I think it's a good spot for Seattle to get right. I know that Sue Bird was just coming back from No, she didn't, Co- she didn't play in that game. She, she didn't play, play in that game. game. That's right. Yeah, I wasn't sure if she uh, – yeah, she came back the game after. Her and McBegger did not play in that game. So that's two yeah. key losses that they had in that one. Yeah, so I, I lost track of if Bird played in that game or if she, that was the last game she missed, but she yeah, missed. That was, the, that was the last one they missed. So I find it interesting that Seattle was laying seven without Sue Bird, but now Bird's back and they're pick'em. Yeah, and I it's also a good revenge game spot. I know that Dallas is a good team and the schedule has been brutal for them recently. I'm going to take Seattle. I think it's yeah. a good spot, especially considering when you compare the spreads that you've seen from the, this matchup and the last one. It feels like you're getting Seattle on a bargain, so I'm going to take them. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. I think it's a little bit of a bargain, especially because – and not even just Sue Storm uh, – not oh, Sue Storm, <laughs> Sue Bird. Not just Sue Bird, but mcbegger has been really, really big for them. You know, she supplies seven rebounds a game, and that's an area that the Storm really, really needed. In that, in that matchup against the Wings the first time around. So they really got embarrassed at home. Like, it wasn't – I don't even think – I mean, it, they they lost by 17, which is bad as own right? But I don't think that does it much – like, much um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Justice. Because it really looked bad. It didn't look like the Storm even decided to come to play that game. That's scored the scored 51 that, points. Yeah. And so the fact Man. that you – the fact that you got out-rebounded 42-31 and 11-8, to I think that changes. I think that goes a little bit more towards Seattle's way this time around. So, yeah, give me the Seattle Storm on the money line. I like it. I'm also looking at the under in that one. But. Yeah. Yeah, two good defensive teams. It it should more than likely, I think, it'll go under. Cause, and I think it'll be competitive because this, Dallas is still in this Commissioner's Cup race. So, it's not like it's, they're the Storm where they have four losses and waiting for everything to go their way. Dallas is sitting here at three and two, and they kind of can, you know – as long as they just put a strain of game, uh, wins together and just hoping a prayer that the Aces stumble, then they're kind of in it too. So I think it will be a little bit of a defensive race. But yeah, I'll lean Yeah, if, if I had to come up with an opener just on top of my head, I would probably go Seattle minus three, minus two and a half, something like that. So I'll take them and pick them. All right. I like it. I like it. All right. Let's move on to we have the Washington Mystics on the road at eight and five, going to play the Minnesota Lynx three and nine on the season. Is, is Deladon playing? <laughs> that's really the only very, question you have to ask. That, that's like, you a know. very a very good question. She's questionable right now, but Aaliyah Clark, not Aaliyah. <laughs> uh, what's her name? Alicia, Alicia Clark. Clark. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. Alicia Clark is probable with her foot injury. So she's probable to play. Questionable on Deladon. Matoy, what do you have for this one? Well, I got word that Deladon is not playing. So she, okay. from what I've, Ooh, what I've heard, that studying, inside so intel. I think it should have been maybe like three and a half or three with Deladon. So it'll probably be around maybe one or pick now without her. So it might be one. I haven't really decided. I think it's going to be one Mystics. Um, I think it's actually somewhat of a better spot for the Lynx, but 
I think one Mystics is fine with uh, with Deladon being out. Yeah, Matoy, if I could borrow your like injury sources for the rest of the season, you know, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, saying, that'd be great, we're, but... we're locked in now. So you got okay. him. You got him. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. So, well, do you have you heard anything on the link side? Because for me, and this is probably the thing for me, I'm looking at Sylvia Fowles being out for undisclosed reasons. And if Sylvia Fowles is out, that's really big for me. Just off like rebounding and having that big presence on the inside because you have the rookie and Shakira Austin over there for the Mystics. You have Alicia Clark coming in there. She's a force in down low. You have Heinz Allen down low as well. I'm it. I'm sitting at minus one. I'm I'm with Washington, especially if Sylvia Fowles is not playing. I think that that's really big for them, and that's going to affect them rebounding wise. And the Mystics are going to control the glass for the duration of the game. Well, Fowles, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Matoy, you can go first. No, you're fine. Um, we're going to be looking into the Fowles thing more because we didn't. We've seen that she may have been out, but we didn't get like confirmation. I guess so. It, it says uh, out indefinitely with a knee injury. Okay, so that's that's, that's going to get baked in to this right now. So I mean, I think Fowles is probably worth like two and a half or three points as well. So I mean, it could mm-hmm. be back to where it was specifically at, even with Deladon out. But mm-hmm. we'll have to work work on that in the room. Yeah. So it could be around three or four if if, if Fowles is for sure out. It just mm-hmm. seems like you guys already had that locked in there. Well, just so, just to be clear, uh, since you haven't officially changed the lines yet, I haven't seen anything. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll no, check no, back. Nothing is up right now. So this is all like yeah. exclusive stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But Fowls, from what I can gather, has a knee issue involving some cartilage in her right knee. So mm-hmm. she's probably not going to play for the next couple weeks. All right. That's, yeah, that's 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 year. tough. Hopefully that's tough year. for. Hey, so look, Aaliyah Boston might be might find herself in Minnesota. You bet. Hey, if that if she's gone for that extended period of time, Aaliyah Boston might find herself in Minnesota next year. I know people are thinking she might be in Indiana with Henny, but she might be over there in Minnesota now. All right. But by, by the way, so just assuming for the sake of this that the Mystics will now open up at around four. We'll use four for this. Mm-hmm. I still yeah, like them. Yeah, yeah I, I still like the Mystics in this yeah. spot. The thing is, Deladon's out, but the team is so accustomed to her not playing at this point that I do think they have developed some kind of flow without her in the lineup. Mm-hmm. I can't say the same about Minnesota. Fowles does yeah. basically everything for that team. It's like watching the old Liberty teams with Tina Charles, <laughs> and unless she gave you 30-something points, they were just screwed. That's kind of how it went. And I feel like with Minnesota already missing Collier for the entire season up to this point, and the fact that their depth is really non-existent, I have to fade the links because Fowles was really the only consistent piece of, you know, the only consistent player averaging 16 and 10. And I've seen the Mystics actually play pretty well without Deladon. And you mentioned that Clark might be back in the lineup, which is a nice boost. I don't know how many minutes she's going to play, but at least she can give you something. So I'm going with the Mystics here. I'll fade the links who are already bad missing their best player. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm I'm with the Mystics here. And it's really it's really Shakira Austin for me. I think Shakira Austin is so good. I think she is so good and she's learning and getting better and better. And I really want to see this matchup with her and Sylvia Fowles on the inside, but now I just don't think that there's anybody that can challenge her. And I think that she can go in there. She can walk into a, a really big game against that this Minnesota Lynx squad. So, yeah, give me uh, the Mystics minus four here, wherever it's at. I, I feel pretty comfortable. I'd probably go all the way up to maybe like six before I start thinking to go back to the Lynx. Yeah. All right. Last game on the slate, we have the upstarts, the fun gals, the Atlanta Dream Playing the Phoenix Mercury at three and eight. All right. Before we get into the actual spread, sorry, just quick thing. Yeah, we got to talk about it. I know. Matoy, you've been making lines for for Mercury games the entire season long. Can you explain to me what this team is? That's pretty interesting. How much time do we have? (laughs) um, You know, it's. I think it's, they've just been juggling a lot of stuff because they've been uh, – Shea Petty and, and Sophie Cunningham is actually injured for this game too. Yeah. They just started there. And, like, I feel like they've been trying to figure out what they wanted to do, you know, with their lineup. And I think a big deal was with um, uh, Skylar Diggins and Diana Taurasi getting into it in the yeah. Aces game when they didn't have 
uh, Diggins for a couple games. So it was weird. I think they're still like gelling and with a new head coach. Maybe it wasn't as good as they thought it was going to be. Yeah. But, I mean, I wouldn't really escape this team. I still think they're able to score at will. Um, maybe they might lack on offense here and there. But when, when they do have their players going, which I think Tarasi and, and Diggins have been doing pretty well at the moment, I mean, I, like, they had that bad game against the Dream when they were, I thought, at, like, the worst uh, mm-hmm. they have been this year when they lost by, like, 30. But, I don't know. I try to throw games out like that, especially when they got stars like Diggins and Tarasi. Um, you know, Charles and DeShields has been doing pretty well. Um, so I, I, I still have hope for the Mercury to, you know, the, to, to climb out of what they are right now, personally. So because of that, does that mean you have the Mercury favorite in this game? I do, but they're a small favorite. It's nothing. I have them as a two-point favorite against the Dream. Okay. Oh, great. That's all I need to know. Dream money line. <laughs> Give it to me. Dream money. I was sitting here. Hey, I was sitting here, and I was kind of praying. And I was looking at the slate, and I was like, man, we're about to get in our lock and dog. And I haven't picked a dog yet because the storm and the wings were at a pick. And oh, I was just sitting here like, oh, what's my dog going to be for the day? Yep, that's all I needed. I'm taking the Atlanta Dream. I mean, can I we count the storm as a dog? Does that, does that count? No. No, <laughs> that's a pick. I'm not, I'm not allowed to do that. Yeah, okay. No, that's a pick. Yeah, it's almost like they're a dog because they're not favored in a game. Finally, so it's yeah. You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, but I'm I'm on the Atlanta Dream here. I think this team is really good, and we have the situation of if the Dream, it's either the Dream lose outright and they lose the cover when they're a dog, or they go and they win and they win the game. And I think that this is a very winnable game, especially with Ryan Howard. I know that they're on a little bit of, you know, they, they're on the West Coast right now playing the – they just played the Storm. Now they're going down playing the Mercury, and then they got to go turn around. And, you know, this is in the middle of a long road trip for them. Is Storm, Mercury, Sun, Sky. This is a, a killer of a trip. It's a gauntlet. That's what Yeah, and I yeah. think that if you're looking yeah. here at this gauntlet, this is the game that you say we got to go in there and win. Like we have to go in here and come out of here with something. We can't drop four games like this. Erica Wheeler got hurt too in that last game. She did. Uh, against the storm. So even if she, if you, even if she doesn't play, she might not be a hundred percent. So I think that it might, that might affect at least the offense, offensive part of uh, what's going. Cause she's been crushing it. I think mm-hmm. with the yes. And she's on my, I have her on my fantasy team and you know, I've right seen on. it. Yeah. I've been receiving, yeah. receiving the love from her. Definitely. So <laughs> But you know, I'm so. yeah, I'm on I'm on a dream here. I think they're they're really good defensively. And if you're telling me I'm not getting Sophie, Sophie Cunningham and Petty as well to help with that offense, if they could contain, you know, Skyler, if they could contain DT a little bit more and, you know, at least put a body against T and Charles, then I think that they have a chance to be in this game, especially with Ryan Howard doing what she's doing offensively. Talk mm-hmm. about Erica Wheeler. And, you know, they're, they're really solid offensively, but that defense and what they've been doing defensive-wise has been really, really good. So I'm on the dream here, plus two and the money line. That's one of my plays. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at that team total. And whatever that team total comes out as, if it's above what the Mercury – and their favorite, so it probably is. If it's above what the Mercury do for a season average, then I'm taking the team total under for the Mercury because that's what the dream been doing. They've been holding girls – under their season average. So that's that's one of the things for me. What are you doing, Scott? So first glance here, I'm always looking to see if anything's a trap in terms of what the line is. Alarm bells in my head. This seems like an ultimate trap spot. I'm actually going to go with the Mercury in this okay. one. I find it really hard to believe that a team that lost by 27 points in the first meeting is favored by two. So I'm going with the Mercury because it really feels like they finally got a win, thank God, they finally beat the Sparks, so they did something positive. Maybe that carries over. Atlanta's still on in the West Coast after losing to the Storm. And I'm really just looking at this line, wondering how the Mercury are favored. Mm-hmm. Because that was the lowest of lows, as Matoy said. They got killed. They were losing by 30 the entire game. And now they're favored. You have a potential revenge angle there. But I'm just going to trust what I've learned from betting for several years when things look too good to be true, they tend to be. And the dream plus two look a little, looks a little bit too good to be true. I'm going to take the mercury. It kind of feels like the Liberty link spot from yesterday mm-hmm. where the links were two and zero straight up and the Liberty were laying points and you're wondering why. And I was all over the Liberty because it seemed like it was a good spot to fade the public. So to speak, I expect the public to be all over the dream here. I'm going to take the mercury. 
You think? I think the public is still rocking with the Mercury, man. I really do. I think there's. I'm not afraid to fade the public every now and then. Yeah, and I think this is I a think, good spot. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm actually gonna be super curious of where public money comes in on this game because I think they. I think it's so. got to be on the dream. They won by 27 in the first meeting. It's got to be on the drink. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm interested to see how that turns out. But I'm just I'm happy still... that there's five games. That's all. I was like, all right, at least there's like five games for the day that we can, you know, sit down and book and be happy about. Because not having WNBA, it's starting to suck on like the days like today. So, mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's yeah, great yeah. scheduling because they saved all five games for the same day as the NBA finals. Oh. Great job. Oh, yeah, great beautiful. job, guys. Yeah, great yeah, scheduling spot. Yeah, Absolutely. Cool. All right. <laughs> Let's before we get into our lock and dog, I'm gonna talk to you about IP Vanish and why they're the premier VPN that helps you stay truly private and secure on the internet. They encrypt 100% of your data. That means passwords, private details, communications, browsing history, even your location, all that from falling into the wrong hands. And you can use it on limited devices without sacrificing on speed like your computers, tablets, phones, even your fire stick. They don't even know what you're streaming. That's crazy. And they're offering you an incredible 75%, not 75, 70% off for yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Super easy to use. All they do is a tap of a button. So log in, tap in to ipvanish.com. So it's SGP. Use your promo code SGP and save your 70% off savings. That's ipvanish.com. So that's SGP. All right. It's time for everybody's favorite segment, the segment that they are here for. It's time for our lock and our dog. Let's go ahead. Keep the mojo going. Scott, what are you doing? Well, they finally won a bet for me, so I'm going to ride the hype train. I'm going to drink the Liberty Kool-Aid. Give me the Liberty <laughs> minus the four, I believe we said was the yeah, number. Yeah, somewhere around there. I think that they're starting to figure things out. I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team. I'm not saying they're going to finish above 500, but I think they're better than the Fever. Because the fever, from what I've seen, they still can't guard anybody. The Liberty, if they can actually make some three-point shots, I just think you're going to have a bunch of wide-open looks the entire night. Mm-hmm. Now, whether they go in or not, it's a separate story. I know these teams have split the two meetings up to this point. The Liberty did handle them comfortably in the second meeting, winning that home game by 13. I'm going to go with the Liberty here. I just think that the spread's a little bit low. I'll continue to fade the fever. And I also like Liberty team total over, but... Give me INSQ leading the squad to a nice seven-point win. All right. What's your dog? My dog, the storm has been disqualified, correct? Correct. Okay. So, for that case, I'm going to go with the sky uh, because they're undefeated in Commissioner Cup games. And Connecticut, I think, is a very good team. Obviously, they're 1A, 1B, honestly, with the Aces. Probably closer to two. I think the Aces are better. But give me the Chicago team that seems to have really taken these Commissioner Cup games seriously. They're undefeated. I have a hard time really finding many dogs that I truly like on the card. But I'll take the undefeated team in Commissioner Cup games getting, what, plus 200? Plus 180? About two to one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll take the plus 200. All right, yeah. Nice dog for Scott. Over to me for my lock. Give me Washington Mystics and what they're laying for. We're, I'll, I'll take the Washington Mystics there. They played this team already and had a pretty nice win, and that was with Sylvia Fowles in the lineup. And that was with the Mystics also not having Alicia Clark. And I think Shakira Austin is a lot better than what she was in that early on in the season, and she's only getting better and better. She had a double-double in that game. And so I think that she's going to dominate the boards. I think that Washington's going to be very strong on the boards. And they're going to lock in a little bit and get a nice win, a nice win against the Minnesota Lynx. So give me the Washington Mystics minus the four. And for my dog, yep, you guys know it. I'm taking the Atlanta Dream. I like this team. And, again, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If it's a trap, then I'm dead because I'm falling right into it. I like this team, and I think that they're, they're really good. And they're going to – defensively, they're locked in. They're number one team in defensive efficiency in the WNBA. I think that this is a chance for them to kind of – throw off what the mercury have going on i think people are starting to starting to drink the mercury kool-aid again a little bit and say hey they're figuring out they just got to win against the sparks that i just said they won a game that's all i said i wasn't drinking the kool-aid they just finally won a game some people are some people are drinking the kool-aid though and you know they won a game they lost seven in a row they won a game 
This is the spot. I'm going to go ahead and fade it. It's a letdown spot at home. You already won one game. You think that you're just going to win the next one, and they don't. Give me the Atlanta Dream on the money line, plus two. So it's not a big dog, probably like a little plus 110. I'm assuming you could probably get like plus 120. Yeah, something like that. that. So I'll take it. A little little puppy dog. Puppy dog, I'll take it. All right. Matoy, thank you for coming to rock out with us. Please, do you have any socials, anything you want to plug? This is your chance. And I've also given people the chance to talk shit. Like, if you want to talk shit, this is your chance to talk shit, too. Do whatever you want to do. This is your time. No, I was happy to just even talk about the opener since I haven't really, like, put them up yet. So, uh, just to warm up to what you guys are saying, I appreciate it. workshopping, I believe is the term. Yeah, right? no, this is good. I like this. Was, uh, it was uh, therapeutic, uh, yeah. to say the least. Um, at Heat These Takes is where you can follow me at H-E-E-D-T-H-E-S-E-T-A-K-E-S, all one word. Uh, and then just follow at Winbet. You know, we got a lot of stuff coming out. We got some new states coming out. Um, you know, hopefully we can get some more, uh, you know, creative instances for uh, for football, which is stuff that we'll be working on over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, World Cup's coming up too, so that's that's going to be pretty big coming down the stretch as well. So, you know, along with the WNBA, which we'll definitely be talking about going forward, uh, you know, we hope that uh, us as in Winbet have a lot of stuff coming out. So, uh, you know, anybody can come in and get down with us and be happy. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. Scott, anything else for the people before we get up out of here? No, not really. It was very nice talking to somebody behind the scenes who follows WNBA more than us, which is a little bit rare, but definitely <laughs> fun. Uh, yeah, just had a lot of fun and asking questions, going through some exclusive opener, opener lines there with the win bet. And yeah, looking forward to potentially going 5-0 and on Friday. Yeah, of hey, course. hey, that's going to be – we're on the other opposite side, so we're going to have to see who wins a, a couple of these games here. But definitely thank you, Matoy, again for coming on. We definitely got to have you back very, very soon. All-Stars coming up. We got to get your take when they drop the All-Star lineups and how that – if that plays a part in anything. And so we'll definitely have to get you back here very soon. And 100% when playoff time comes around, 100% get you back then on there. You guys know where to find us. That's at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. I'm at really real underscore underscore on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe, review everything to the WNBA Gambling Podcast, where hoops is 24-7. Always, always, always talking hoops here. And make sure you join the Slack channel, sg.pn slash Slack, because we're going to go back. And when the lines officially come out, we're going to, me and Scott are going to go in there. We're going to just drop our picks and just make sure nothing has changed. Nothing kind of switched up on us. You know, Matoy might have took some of the words that we were saying and said, oh, they were right about that. Let me adjust this right here because what they said. So we're line movers around here. We're line movers around here. That's already, I already knew when you see Mystics, it's going to be minus 10 already. So (laughs) adjust the market. Hey, look, (laughs) hey, hey, so wait, real quick before we go, that was a great point. So a lot of these double-digit spreads, it been kind of like very, very hit or miss, and a lot of times leaning towards the dog. Like, do you notice any of that and say, "Hey, are we gonna adjust for?" In because some of these double-digit spreads, I think it was a couple of double-digit spreads that won outright. Like the Liberty, the Liberty minus eleven, I mean plus eleven and a half on the road was like, "Whoa, that was a big win." Is there is there anything adjusting that you do for that? I'm assuming it's yeah. all independent. You just trust the model and you just hope it works out, right? Exactly. Like, I mean, you can knock it back a few points, but like, if you like, you don't want to get too aggressive because there's going to be a time where, like, where you should have been two games later, you'll you'll be three points off, and then you'll get smoked on something like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just try to trust the process, and you 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 can adjust it a little bit. I actually try to adjust, I don't try to adjust the team that's uh, essentially like towards the top of the board. I try to adjust the teams that are like coming up. Okay. So if like a, a team like the Liberty wins, I mean, we, we might bump them more than dropping the Mystics. So okay. it's something like that, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of stuff goes into that. For the record, I hope that one of our bosses, uh, specifically Sean Green, does not listen to this podcast because you use the three dreaded words, trust the process. Yep. And I'm afraid he might get some PTSD. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's <laughs> – luckily Sean doesn't listen. Where do he does listen? He might listen. I don't know. I, we're going we're gonna to test Sean. Sean if Sean's re- – if Sean randomly texts us about this, that means, hey, you listen to the podcast today. I love to hear it. Love to hear it. All right. Appreciate it again, Matoy. Thank you for coming out. For everyone else, yep, I have no idea how I'm going to end this podcast. So we're just going to end it like this. We out. Yeah.